0: Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread, that's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree is gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, get the taste out your mouth, that's for damn sure. Now fuck him, I'm fuck that, cause I'm from, from New, New York, York City, City, god damn it Nobody take no wrong with me And that go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers mm-hmm.
1: What up, what up, what up? What's good, everybody? He's Maestro Styles. I'm Trey Frazier. Welcome to another edition of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. We're live on the website, BarbershopSportsTalkPodcast.com. Make sure y'all follow us on Twitter at BarbershopSPOR2. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at BarbershopSportsTalkPodcast. Also, when you're on Instagram, make sure y'all check out Uh, 10-minute video with me and Maestro just chopping it up about the slam dunk contest on IGTV, actually. So make sure y'all check that out when y'all on Instagram. And also, if you're a YouTube subscriber, uh, check us out on YouTube as well. That video is also on YouTube, and you can check us out on the Facebook page as well. Uh, Hey, man, it's episode 192, man, and uh, somebody's lying, bruh. Somebody's lying. Yeah. And uh, since this is your squad, man, I'll let you kind of take the floor on this one, man, and uh, get this thing jump started.
0: Uh, So obviously over the weekend, uh, Miles Garrett, well, let's say before before the weekend hit, um, you know, it was announced that Miles Garrett was being reinstated back into the NFL um he then did a interview with mina mina kimes is that right is that her name am i saying her name right
1: mina kimes is how you say it i just couldn't remember if she was the one that actually did the interview or not
0: okay well if it wasn't her fine but i think it was Mina kimes but she uh, miles Garrett, did an interview um essentially doubling down on the fact that mason rudolph Use a racial slur. This is the last time I'll be using the word racial slur. I will be actually saying nigga for the rest of this podcast. Um, but uh, he doubled down on the fact that Miles Garrett called him a nigga um, on the field on that uh, game in November where the Browns were beat the shit out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he, he doubled down. Uh, I mean, and I there was also a... Uh, outside the lines episode where um they essentially uh was you know talking about what happened in the interview that uh essentially got to essentially the got to the point where mike tomlin uh was like look get me on first take because um i don't like the way my man's being represented. My man's being Mason Rudolph is being re- represented, um, you know, and here we are. Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin went on the first take and essentially uh, supported Mason Rudolph and saying that, um, you know, he said everything but Mason Rudolph didn't do it, but essentially said things like, you know, Mason Rudolph should feel how he feels, um, that ESPN represented his side of the story poorly in that uh, Outside the Lines episode um, and, and that basically he's going to stand by his quarterback because uh, there was no evidence based on the NFL's investigation nor his investigation that Mason Rudolph said it. Um, so the fact that that's not bringing both the light He's out here now on a uh or I, I won't say he's on a press run, but he went on first tape to say specifically I support Mason Rudolph because there's no proof saying he did what uh he's being accused of. So So somebody's line between Miles Garrett and um uh Mason Rudolph obviously, but it's um how it's hitting, how it's hitting in the media nowadays is Mason. Uh, it's Mike Tomlin versus Miles Garrett, which you know I, that's that. I mean, that's just how it's being pushed nowadays. Okay, because I've seen that
1: narrative kind of being put out there, where they're kind of making it look like it's Tomlin versus Garrett when it really should be. Uh, Garrett versus Mason Rudolph In this situation I want to read this tweet From Mason Rudolph Um, This was I don't know if this was immediately following That interview with Mina Kimes But uh, Mason Rudolph's Twitter He said 1000% false Bold face lie I did not have not and would not utter A racial slur This is a disgusting and reckless attempt To assassinate my character so, so, I got a question, right? Um, well, first, let me, let me kind of lay it out like this, right? The only proof, and if you want to call it proof, then go ahead. If not, I understand. But the only proof that Mason, the only proof that we have of Mason Rudolph calling Miles Garrett a nigger is by what Miles Garrett claimed, you know, he right. called him a nigga. We don't have any NFL audio um from any of the wires that maybe some what some of those players that were nearby the situation wore. Um we Which by have, the way, I do find that to
0: be weird. Not to cut you off. I do find that to be weird.
1: Yeah, I do too. Um mm-hmm. so we don't have that. We also don't have any of the Cleveland Browns players um, co-signing Miles Garrett. We don't have any of the Pittsburgh Steelers um, or I, sh- I should say this we don't have any of the black Pittsburgh Steelers players that were around the situation um, agree with the claim that Miles Garrett made so this is really the only proof that um, we have that Mason Rudolph called him a nigger. Now people can throw out the fact that Mason Rudolph is you know, been on Twitter in the past and has uh, spoken up for, you know, views or, or kind of agreed with uh, some of Donald Trump's views, mm-hmm. some of Tommy Loren's views. We can we can pull all that stuff up. Um, that's not enough for me to solidify that Mason Rudolph actually called him a nigga. And the same thing with Miles Garrett. I mean, the media keeps bringing up um, some of his quote-unquote uh, trouble past and mm-hmm. yeah, some of some past events and stuff. And really, I'm not going to use that to um make a claim against Miles Garrett to say that he's lying, for that matter. Um, uh, mm-hmm. what what I what what I want to do to really kind of get down to the root of it is I I need to hear from guys like the Castro, you know, because he was in the scrum when it was all going down. I want to hear from. Marquise pouncy and I know when you watch the the video of it all going down Marquise Pouncey kind of came in towards the end of that right after the helmet hit so that you so he, he probably would have less to say than maybe a Decastro would say um I want to hear from um, the Cleveland Browns player that pushed Mason Rudolph, the one that got the I guess the one game suspension I want to hear from him you know what I'm
0: saying because I want to hear from Mason Rudolph I I agree i i i agree with you 100 like I, I i yeah i get all of those other players and i get that they may have something to offer i want to hear from mason rudolph we haven't heard from mason rudolph i don't that that tweet his lawyer coming out and saying whatever his lawyer came out and said that's that's not good enough for me um that's not good enough for me i, I want to hear from mason rudolph no, I want to uh, be uh, able to, agree, you know, agree,
1: agree one thousand percent, and you know, not to echo one thousand percent off his tweet. And even though he did come out to defend himself on Twitter, that's not enough for me. You know what I'm saying? That's not that's,
0: that's not a defense to me.
1: That yeah, it's 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 not. Well, I I don't want to say it's not a defense. I'm just saying it's not enough. Like I, I need I need yeah. Lisa Rudolph to be interviewed by somebody. The way Mina mm-hmm. Kimes interviews Miles Garrett, somebody at ESPN got a call Mason Rudolph and be like, "Yo, I want I want to get you out of the store." us up? Like, yeah, let's talk. yeah, one
0: hundred percent, one hundred percent. So obviously, it's all speculation. You know, who you think of lying?
1: I tell you what, man. Um, I, I I really think that. The Pittsburgh Steelers are lying in this situation. And when I say Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm talking about Mike Tomlin. I'm talking mm-hmm. about Mason Rudolph. I, I really I'm, – I'm leaning more so on the side of Miles Garrett here because I'll go back to that evening and the fact that it was four seconds left in the game, the Browns were going to win the football game. There was really mm-hmm. no need for the action that he took towards Mason Rudolph, but something in me told told myself that yo Miles Garrett was set off in some way somehow. You know what I'm saying? You took the, you took his helmet off, or I should say, he tried to take your helmet off first. He right. Wasn't strong enough to take your helmet off. You replied yeah. back and said, "Hey, I'm going to take your helmet off." And I'm mm-hmm. actually pull it off this time, yeah. And you know the back and forth for about two seconds verbally, and then next thing you know, he bops him oh. over the head with the helmet.
0: Okay, we what the you said the the two or three seconds of verbal what two or three seconds of verbal did we see?
1: Well, I saw I saw lips moving from Mason Rudolph's side. I couldn't read them, but I saw lips moving from Mason Rudolph, like. When DeCastro was trying to, um, De Castro was trying to come in between them. This was right after he took his helmet off. Mm-hmm. Right
0: after when well, he charged them.
1: Him. Right, right. So I, I, if I, if I remember correctly, there was a shot where you, I, I, I saw some lips moving. I couldn't read them, but there was definitely some verbiage. You know, maybe not back and forth, maybe just on one side and maybe That's why Garrett um maybe that's why Miles Garrett reacted the way he did. And and so, um oh Maestro just dropped out of this thing. Hold on folks, hold on folks. Let me uh let me uh let me get Maestro back on here real quick here. Uh this this thing kinda oh here we go. Hold on, hold on. Hold on Maestro. I got you. That's, yep, that's my fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, come on, man, not the Wi-Fi again.
0: No, no, it wasn't the Wi-Fi. Um, uh, Fame, we ain't taking phone calls, man. Sorry, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I, I just it was don't Fame know how.
0: It... What's up? Fame was calling. Fame was calling me. Literally, oh. just as that was happening. Um, and I, we could, we could, we I couldn't. I can't put that together yet, Fane. We we trying this new Skype thing. Um, and I can't put the phone call situation together.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't um I, I probably could on my side. I just don't want to figure it out right now. Okay. That that's kinda where I'm at with it right now. So Fame, But put your on? comments
0: put your comment in, Fane.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Gonna give us your thoughts on what you think is going on. So um but yeah, just just kind of back to the whole Garrett versus Rudolph. I'm leaning more so on the side of Miles Garrett.
0: And and, and, and again, you um, just to reiterate what you hear, uh, what you said, because I just want to make sure I heard what you said. Um, basically, because you feel like you saw his, you saw Miles Mason Rudolph saying something when he was charging Miles Garrett.
1: Yes, I felt like that one that one angle of them scrumming together. I thought I saw some, you know, movement of his lips towards Miles Garrett. Um, but even just mm-hmm. kind of put that aside, um, again, the situation was that the game was over. The Browns were going to claim victory. Um, Miles Garrett, there was no need for him to really do what he did because victory's on his side. Um, and the fact that it got to the level that it got to um, tells me that Something
0: something
1: set Miles Garrett off.
0: Okay. Something, um, something set him off. Okay. Um, well, I should say this. I disagree. I, I think I don't. I'm leaning towards Mason Rudolph didn't call him a nigger. Okay. Um, and the reason why, well, there there are a few reasons. Uh, one. If he called him a nigger, mm-hmm. and by the way, I was I I was all for it when when it was happening. You know, Mason Rudolph might be a racist. I, you know, I was I was all for it. Right. Um, Mason, um, he it came out that he used that that Mason Rudolph called him a nigger after punishment was handed down. Am I correct in that?
1: So when it first happened. I think a couple of days after the fact, that was when they found out that he decided to wait until a day or two later to say that Mason Rudolph called him a nigga. So you're right about that, Maestro. I do want to add in there, though, um, I heard the former general manager, John Dorsey, came out earlier today and basically um, stated the claim that Mason Rudolph... um, no, I'm sorry, that Miles Garrett did go to him immediately after the game was over to tell him that, yo, Mason Rudolph called me a nigga. That's why, you know, I did what I did. Okay. That's, so that's John Dorsey's claim.
0: Okay. So my thing is, is that as soon as – um. And and let let me be clear on my stance. Um, I lean more towards Mason Rudolph because I trust Mike Tomlin's character. Um, You know, I feel like Mike Tomlin uh, is a respected, uh, one, a respected black man, two, a, a great coach in the NFL, and three, a one of those coaches in the NFL who, you know, as a member of the competition committee, one of those guys who, you know, co- players and coaches alike respect because he'll come and talk to you about foot. Like, he talks to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything you hear about who Tomlin is as a person is the type of guy that's like, hey, if there's a the problem. He's gonna go try to figure out what the issue is and he's gonna try to resolve the issue, those types of things. Yep. So when Mike Thomas says, um, you know, I went and spoke to whoever I needed to speak to, um, and nobody, nobody would say that to me offline. Meaning, you know, I spoke to players off, you know, I spoke to coaches, I spoke to those types of people who he has can who who I have connections with and nobody, I mean, nobody would say to me, yeah, your mans is tripping. Um, That, that does speak volumes to me. Um, Two, uh, I I respect the whole idea of Mason Rudolph. I mean, uh, Miles Garrett wanting to keep it a secret for a few days. If if that, if that be the case, Uh but I feel like, if another black player heard a white player call uh, call him a nigger, uh-huh. automatically other black players would immediately be offended. Somebody would be offended. Yeah. Or maybe maybe not uh, a white maybe not that black player would you know go out and be blasting Mason Rudolph or that black player would be attacking him on the field once he heard it or thought he heard it. But um, it would have leaked. In today's news cycle, news world, social media, et cetera, um, Miles Garrett would have not been allowed to control the narrative or control the secret of him being called a nigga if other players or other people heard it when it happened. And to be clear, when uh, the time that we're alleging it happened, is when uh, Miles Garrett was already being restrained by the Castro, whoever he was being restrained by, and Mason Rudolph was getting up off the ground and charging him, allegedly calling him a nigger. If, if I'm if I'm understanding the, uh, how the timetable is be, was being is being built, yeah. so there were people around when he got up to charge him, calling him a nigger, and then Miles Garrett swung the helmet. Yeah. Um, I feel like if that was the case, and Miles Garrett was charging him, calling him a nigga, it wouldn't have just been Miles Garrett swinging a uh, swinging a helmet at him. It would have been some um, some other shit going on.
1: Right, right, and and and, and just to kind of add to that, and I and I know we disagree, but just to kind of add to your point, I felt I feel like if the Castro and 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 correct me if I'm wrong. De Castro is uh, Italian white. Am I correct about that? Sure. Okay. Um. I, I feel like if um. De Castro heard Mason Rudolph say that that he might have you know been like, yo, Mason, you gotta you know you gotta check yourself. You can't you can't call him
0: that. Right. I'm. I'm I mean, if it was De Castro, if it was if it was if it were anybody who was in the vicinity of that being
1: said.
0: Yeah. I feel like some type of reaction would have, there would have been some type of reaction to that because as much as you, as much as another white, another white dude is crazy. You're going to, you're going to be like, oh, this is where you're going to let it out. This is where you're going to let your racism out on the field. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just can't see, I can't see, nobody's saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? I can't see nobody right. saying nothing up until, you know, the two or three days that Miles Garrett decided to come out and say, oh, you know, this is what happened. I, right. I, I, I can't fathom that.
1: Right. How much stock do you put into the fact that the stadium was loud? I'm sure it was noisy at that point in the game. And that it's, there's a possibility, I'm not saying this to be a fact or not to be a fact, but considering crowd noise, considering the number of people around the situation, and considering that um, Mason Rudolph, for, for all we know, um, might have been screaming, but, you know, other cats around, other than Garrett, might not have been able to hear what Rudolph said and that Mount Garrett um, was the only guy that could have heard what Mason Rudolph had said
0: if we're saying that I don't put much stock into that again because if it happened it, and again this is if we just playing the sequence yep. um if, if we're drawing if we're drawing the sequence to say it was Gary calling him a nigga. While being restrained by David DeCastro, I can't believe that Miles Garrett heard and David DeCastro didn't.
1: No, I mean that's fair. That, that, that's fair. Yeah, I mean I, I just, I'm just I could I, I could I honestly I, I honestly could see it both ways. I I, I honestly can. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a right or wrong in that situation. But I I think what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah that 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 just that just doesn't logically make sense to me, especially in the grand cause and, and then in the grand scheme of things, that means David David DeCastro was closer <laughs> to I mean if, if just by a fraction yep. he was closer to Mason Rudolph than Miles Garrett was because he was p- pushing Miles Garrett away from Mason Rudolph. Yep. Um, I I, I, I can't I, I can't I can't I can't go with that either. Um. I don't think he, again, for my main reasoning being, um, I can't imagine uh, Miles, I can't imagine Mason Rudolph saying that on the field and nobody saying nothing about it and just flat out keeping it a secret. If a Browns player heard it, if it was just hearsay up until the fact, up until the point that Miles Gerd announced it, Hmm. I can't fathom why. Um, any player that is not okay with that language being used on the field, I can't. Why? Why would you do that? Why would right. you hold that? Right. You're certainly not holding it in respect to Miles Garrett. And, and 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 the other piece is what what does Miles Garrett stand to gain by holding it for two days? What I mean, what did do, what does he really stand to gain from that?
1: And, and to kind of throw another question in there, what is the incentive for Miles Garrett in this situation to kind of say, hey, you know, a few months later, I'm still going to stand by this. Um, let's just say, you know, it's not true. Let's say Mason Rudolph didn't call him a nigga and Miles yeah. Garrett is still, you know, standing by his word. What what What's the incentive for Miles Garrett?
0: I'm I'm only the only sense of which I agree that that's weird. You know, like, why? But I could see, but I could see, you know, someone asking him a question and he just Uh saying, nah, I I know what happened to me. I know what the NFL did, um, but I want to make it clear that I did it because of this. Um, And, you know, that don't mean he's telling the truth or lying. I mean, he could have if you tell a lie, you gotta continue to live by the lie until you until, until right, you until decide to tell the of, truth until, again.
1: Until uh, open court of opinion, uh, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, I just I could mean uh, on a sheer vein on a sheer vanity level, I could totally see Miles Garrett saying, "Yeah, no, I still didn't do it." I could see that. hmm
1: I could I could see it too. Um, I could see the incentive in him just kind of holding his stance just because. You know, as a black man, that's what you're taught. If, you know, you feel like you've been wronged in the situation, you stand your ground until, you know, proven otherwise. And right yeah. now, we can't, we can't prove otherwise. We can't prove that he called him a nigga. We can't prove that he didn't call him a nigga at this point. The only right thing we're going by is he
0: said... It's word him
1: that out. Out. It's word exactly.
0: him mouth. Exactly. So why so at what so why at this point so yeah and again i could totally see him saying all right well uh you know what i'm gonna, i'm gonna still stick by it because you know and then you know when you're talking about you know possible legal you know possible legal situations yep. um now on the now in the press you need to stand as tall as ever if because if you really decide He want to take this to uh, court for defamation of character and all that. Um, He still got to stand strong by that. He still got to stand strong by his opinion because um, really at the end of the day, all you're going to have is your testimony because the NFL can't prove whether uh, he said it or not. Because the mics were off, quote unquote.
1: Right. Which, again, I mean, we we said it earlier. To me, that's just kind of weird that all of a sudden – microphones are turned off towards the end of the game because I can't tell you how many times I've watched NFL films like me or NFL replay or any of these other shows that come on during the middle of the week during the season and at the end of games you still hear guys talking through their microphones even when they meet at midfield to kind of congratulate one another and you know send each other off those mics are still on
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it, that, that does not make sense to me. Them, them, the mic's not being on. And then, um, you know, and, and I, I think I understood or read the verbiage correctly. It wasn't that it was a mic malfunction. The mics weren't cut on. So, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, they, did, they didn't even say that it was a malfunction and the mics just happened to not be working for some reason. They said right. explicitly that... um. You know, they were not on. And I can't fathom for the life of me um, during the NBA game. I mean, sorry, NBA NFL game. um, Why the cameras, I mean, the mics would not be on all the way until they are off the field. So teams walk off the field.
1: So let me read Fane's uh, comment here in the chat. He says, I don't believe Garrett, but I don't believe Rudolph. But a dirty little secret in sports is the racial trash talk Garrett is from Texas he can't tell me that's the first time he's been called that getting called that is no excuse for an adult to wild out um your thoughts on his comment
0: um I I disagree uh, I disagree but I understand the sentiment um, I understand the sentiment, and it's funny because I I, I had a fresh argument about this whole situation this morning. Mm-hmm. And um, look, here's the thing, man. If we as black people who who you know we we just want our place in you know our place in equality and, and, and all that, and we want to be respected and treated as equals as as human beings, yeah. Um, if there was such if there were such a word that we could call white people that was as nasty as the word nigger mm-hmm. um, or nigger, um yeah, yeah. and the roles were reversed and Miles Garrett called Mason Rudolph that word, um, we'd be trying to we'd be it, it'd be a problem. We'd oh, be, the coverage, it'd be the, the coverage would be so much
1: different than what yeah, was it'd that. be
0: it'd be much different. Um, so for me, um, I'm, I'm, he should pay, he should pay the consequences for his actions. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But, um, I can't say about how another man reacts. I can't tell another man how to react when he was, when he feels like he was offended on the highest level of offense. You like you not going to sit here and just call me, and I don't give a fuck how mad you are. I don't give a fuck about what you think I did because let's be very clear that tackle was was extra. It was extra, it was piling on after the fact that you had already won the game. You could have easily let him go. The ball was out of Mason Rudolph's hand. All that extra wiggling just to get him down was unnecessary. 100%. Don't give me, oh, it happens in games all the time. No. There are, there is a, there is a, 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 sense of coup where you realize, okay, look, the ball is out. <laughs> it's I don't have to do this. Yeah, yeah. There is a sense of coup that players that that players do um, exercise in those situations. And Miles Garrett, for whatever reason, ain't knocking them. He re, he decided that that's how he was going to uh, go about the tackle to Mason Rudolph, yeah. and so. The thing is, is that uh, Mason Rudolph got upset because he didn't like the way he was being treated, Right, being powered on with eight seconds left in the game that they were clearly not going to win in the Pits- in Pittsburgh's territory when you clearly know the ball is out of my hand. So, yeah, I feel some kind of way about how you were treating me and I responded. Um, now, sadly enough for Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph wasn't strong enough to retaliate in the fashion that he thought he was going to retaliate and then when he realized he lost that, that battle when he was trying to take his helmet off and Gary ended up taking his helmet off guess what Mason Rudolph is still mad so he want to try his hand again and then when he tried his hand again Miles Garrett was like you know what hold that because now I'm mad Um, that's that's just as plausible in my mind as him getting up and calling him a nigger, but I don't think i, I again, I just don't think he called him a nigger i, I think that if he had called him a nigger, it would have came out but it would have came out before, and miles Gary and his camp would have not been allowed to control the narrative of when that detail came out
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I i don't have an argument with your side of it um when sure. I look at when I look at Mason Rudolph's tweet um I, I can't just, you know, look at that tweet and basically say, oh, he's just bluffing because I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I've seen I've seen players in sports not respond to accusations to not defend themselves immediately. Um, Mason Rudolph did that. Whether we believe him or not, you know, that's a different topic, but the fact that he did that, um tells me that possibly you know he he's innocent in all this, you know, so I, I I at least respect him for you know doing that to come out to defend himself um with regard but why his, but
0: why not but but again again, why not why not say it when it happened
1: no i i I agree one thousand percent, and you know the fact that there's conflicting uh stories about that now that that's coming out, you know, John Dorsey, you know, stated his claim that Garrett did come to him after the game to tell him that that's what happened. Um, but I would ask John Dorsey, "Hey, why didn't you come out and defend right. him, you know, after after it happened? You know, when And when let's be
0: clear. Not- let's be clear. Nobody has defended Miles Garrett in that locker room up until now. mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm. Yeah, because nobody uh, baked Because even Baker, um, at the press conference after the game was like, "Yo, there's no room for that in the game."
0: Right, and 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 then and then here's the second piece. So what happens now in that locker room when Miles Garrett comes back, and 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 you know how does that conversation play out between Miles Garrett? And uh, Baker Mayfield, and that there was there was another Browns player. I just can't he's who's in that post game conference? Yep. Um, and it, it might even it might have even been Kitchens who was not supporting this play, not supporting his uh player, right. um, in a post game conference when it happened. So it's I think like you're right. It might have been Kitchens. I think you're right about that. Yeah. So so how does how does I guess Kitchens is fired. So you know they don't they don't have to cross that bridge. Right. But nobody, I mean, to this day, even after he, you know, the two days later, Garrett comes out and says, this is what happened. Um, nobody, and I mean nobody, in that dysfunctional Browns locker room thought like, man, oh, that's what happened? Oh, I'm riding with my man. It's like nobody, nobody spoke on that. And, and, and that, that says a lot to me.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It 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 does it does say a lot. Um, I, I I think it says a lot on both sides though. Like just you know just the actions during the game, um, just the react the reaction the way Garrett, um, you know, kind of handled that situation. It that spoke a lot. Um, I and just kind of getting back to Fame's comment though, I I disagree with him too, but just from this standpoint, just because. A cat's been called a nigga multiple times doesn't mean that he's just gonna be like, oh, you know, I've been called this, you know, too many times. This is nothing new. I mean, different strokes, different folks. I mean, and I can't speak to Texas to football.
0: I can't speak to Texas football. I don't know what happens in Texas football. I, I all I can t- all I can tell you is, mm-hmm. is here in this, in this, l- 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 no, I can't even say it. here in this luxurious city. Um, I've never heard of any behavior like that, but I know have Maestro Styles be a football player at the bottom of a pile or tackling anybody or anything, and a white n- person call me a nigger. It's on. It's it's happening. Yeah,
1: it's, on it's happening. Yeah.
0: yeah, and that it's... don't necessarily mean that. And I don't necessarily mean that me and Miles Garrett got the same ideals about what should happen when it happens. Yeah, but clearly. But clearly, he does if emphatically um, he was called a nigga by, uh, by Mason Rudolph. But if that's the case, let it be known, bro. Like, don't sit here and try to see the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think he came out with the whole nigga thing when he realized, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I mean, I, I think Miles Gurley. Like, like,
1: like, in trouble in what sense? Like, he's going to get suspended? Trouble, I, trouble? Oh, I
0: might. Well, see, see, suspension was always was the, was, was on the table. Anyway. Yes, there were guys saying that he shouldn't play football again because we haven't seen this.
1: I do remember that. Yeah,
0: there were guys saying that he shouldn't play football. There were guys saying he should be arrested for uh, assault. Yeah, that was my first uh, thought. I, I'll be yeah. honest
1: with you. When that happened, um, I was taking it. I drifted from the game because the game got out of hand and Debbie woke me up and was like, babe, you got to see this. And then I see him hit him over the head with the helmet. And I'm, and my first thought was, whoa, like they could really make a case to not let him play in the league again. I mean, not that I was was wishing that on him, but initially you're thinking, damn, like I've never seen this to this extent in a game like this before um the nfl is probably going to look at that and say okay it's been a long time since we've seen things like this and you know how the nfl works when it comes to trying to stipulate how many games a person should get i don't think there's a handbook on this stuff i think they just kind of go by what
0: the consensus is. I think they just go by awful of feelings. So I mean, I think they take a. I do. I, I mean, I think they take account of you know who said what and how they think it plays out. I mean, I even think to a lesser degree, but I do think that they listen to sports. You know, major sports media platforms and and, and, and draw an opinion of what the people think, yep. and, and, and 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 then base that and then you know put all those things together and they come up with a sentence. Um, suspension indefinitely. Is a different vibe and it throws a different tone than suspended for the rest of the year. Suspended indefinitely means you could never play football again. There's a possibility of you never playing football again. Yep. Whereas suspended for the end of the year means you know you're just getting those six games and then you're going to be back and you know you're good. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. so, so it, you know those are two totally different uh, conclusions that you draw from the verbiage of those uh, of those punishments being handed down. So right. I, I I definitely think that it's a, you know, let's, you know, let's get all the information, let's see what the what the people are saying, because we know if we do something like give them two games, the people who were on Mason Rudolph's side is gonna go ape shit. And if they if the people that were on Miles Garrett's side, if they banned them from football, then that they gonna they gonna go ape shit. You know what I'm saying? So right. um so you know they they're, they do take into account their uh, patrons um, in how they hand their punishment. I, I I truly believe that.
1: So I got a couple questions before we kind of put a button on this topic here. Um, do you think that the fact that Mason Rudolph is a backup quarterback? Um, do you think that that plays in the way? Of how this is being covered by the media, or how this is kind of, um, or how the situation has shaped out to be what it is. Do, do you think that um, his position? How so in the league? Um, I don't know. And 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 I guess this is just me looking at a conspiracy theory, um, situation. Cause I'm just wondering, had this been like, if this was Roethlisberger? Okay. Would, would this would this play out the same way it's playing out now? Or would this be different because of his status?
0: Um, when you say different, though, I mean, so... It depends like, on how like you, guess, how like you feel about who's winning.
1: Like, I guess what I'm saying is, so, let, let, let's just say, for the sake of argument, that Mason Rudolph did call him a nigga and... Mason Rudolph is defending himself in Twitter, and Mike Tomlin is coming on TV to defend him the way he did on first take the other day. Um, What's the incentive to defend Mason Rudolph? Is it just the fact that, oh, you know, he's a teammate, he's part of the organization, so we're going to back our players um, no matter what. We're not going to throw them under the bus in the media. Um, is Is it that kind of a thing?
0: Um, I, no, because if it were Ben, Ra- if in that argument, it would be, they would be, it wouldn't just be Mike Tomlin. It would be the entire team. It would be Mike Pouncey. It would be, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of the veteran players on that team. It'd be the casual, it'd be Villa Nueva for certain. It'd be those guys, yeah. um, who were coming out and saying, nah, that's, nah, Ben don't, Ben don't do that. You know what I'm saying? That's that, you know, because not only uh, of the you know over the years relationship, but because that's your starting quarterback, that's not somebody you bother to just replace. I do understand. I do agree that there would be a um, it would be it would have something to do with the fact that um you know you know the importance of the quarterback, the importance of the starting quarterback to your yeah. team. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, offensive lineman feels the need to support in that way. You know, for your you know for your starting quarterback. Um. So no, nah, I I don't think it's per se ever changed. But then that de- that depends on who you feel like is leading, or who you feel like is who. Uh, the public feels like is telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's true. um. And and
1: most and, of the time, I, the public is gonna base what they feel happened off of history, off of
0: his exactly. History. So we so we all we've all heard of behavior or rumors of behavior from ben roethlisberger yeah. so if so if it can't if this were ben roethlisberger there might be a little more uh, a few more people on miles garrett's side because of how they feel about ben roethlisberger why e- right with and even with the miles garrett there are a few more people on mason rudolph's side because of how people uh perceive miles garrett this isn't the first time miles garrett done ripped off somebody's helmet or or, or did something Mm -hmm. uh, that would speak to violence. Now, this is obviously the biggest thing he's done, uh, or the most egregious thing he's done, but um, we've heard stories of uh, Miles Garrett losing his cool, per se, before. So we've heard that before. So it's easier to believe that Miles Garrett would do something like this, whether Mason Rudolph called him a nigga or not.
1: Right, And, and, and whether... People and, I, and I'll say it again, whether people want to use the fact that Mason Rudolph supports Trump, supports Tommy Loren, and supports um, white supremacists and things like that, um, I'll, I'll say it again. I'm not going to use that as something to um, show proof that Mason Rudolph called him a nigga. Um, yeah, but, Garrett,
0: if we're gonna use that, but, but if we're going to use that, but if we're going to use history... Right. Um, for the sake of arguments, I believe that it's more likely that Miles Garrett hits Mason Rudolph with a helmet than Mason Rudolph, based on his history, calling Miles Garrett a nigger.
1: I agree. Hundred percent. Totally agree with that. Uh let me say what's up to the folks in the chat room. We got Mac Farrell in the building.
0: What's happening?
1: We got Miss Mocha Bella rep of the X squad up for the building.
0: What's folks. happening?
1: Uh, this is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, live on BarbershopSportsTalkPodcast.com. Uh, check us out in the chat room, also uh, on Twitter at BarbershopSpor2, also on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast, and on the Facebook page as well, and also on YouTube. Um, so, before I get to uh, Snoop Dogg, I, I, I just want to, and, I, and I, I promised myself that I wouldn't bring up the All-Star Game and the All-Star Game weekend festivities. Oh, no, you get
0: Yeah, because yeah, I definitely was going to, it whether you did or not.
1: Oh, okay. I, I, I got to give a shout-out. I got to give a shout-out to Common because Common over the weekend made himself some bread, like some serious bread, man. I mean, from planning the celebrity game on Friday night to I don't being the space. judge. <laughs> What's up?
0: I don't think he gets paid for that.
1: Okay. Um, to him being a judge Saturday mm-hmm. night during the dunk contest, to him doing the player introductions and also having a hand in the Kobe tribute Sunday, um, man, he, I, I tell you, man, he, he, he put on for his city. And I got to tell you, when the NBA does things like this, when they go city to city every year for this All-Star, um, event, um, they, they make sure that the hometown people get their shine, and I think this year in Chicago, they made sure that their hometown people, you know, got the shine that, you know, they deserve, I mean, you've heard, you've heard Common Beats throughout the weekend, you've heard Lupe Fiasco Beats, um, Kanye Beats, you've heard, I think I even heard a Consequence uh, song on one of the commercials, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Um, and then, you know, you talk about the players who are from Chicago uh, Dwayne Wade, Candace Parker, Isaiah Thomas, Anthony Davis, just to name a few. Um, th- I mean, th- they know what they're doing. They be in the NBA. They know what they're doing when it comes to, you know, the All Star game, the festivities, and whatever city it's in, they make sure, hey, we, we got to get this hometown cat. We got to get this hometown dude. We, we got to do something special. And from a rap standpoint, and I don't mean to get into the rap topic of this, but the I, I think this weekend made me realize that when it comes to Chicago MCs, like Common is like the creme de la creme. Like he's, and, and, and I get Twister. Twister's great. Common is like, when you think of, chicago
0: hip-hop common is if if not at the top of the list he's 1a um in, in if my you book, uh okay in your book um sure i then i can then i won't argue in your book um um the biggest rapper in chicago if you talking about today in 2020 um it's probably going to have to be chance the rapper um that's just what it is of course um of course. Uh, that's just what it is in my personal opinion and obviously you know back when we were coming up i was probably the biggest common fan ever um <laughs> um yeah um i i remember i remember when i was given like water for chocolate and immediately turned out and you know like so i like i'm that common dude um unfortunately when it comes to uh I mean it just depends on what you're talking about. Let me say that. Um Lupe Fiasco I'm, I'm, yep. Lupe Fiasco lyrically is just another level that Common has never uh, I mean flat out has never been on. Um I, it's no 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 nicer way to put it. I now I like Common better as an MC when you yep. put all the you know everything together and obviously he's had the longer career and Long I like Common yeah. I like Common's music better. Yep. But if you just talking about <laughs> rapping on a beat with bars and flow and you know those um lupe lupe for me and um i think anybody who who has dug deep into lupe's uh uh um, catalog catalog, thank you um yeah it's it's hand it's it's hands. i think common would say that um so, it, you know, just for that, just, you know, to rebut in that conversation. But yeah. getting back to the All-Star game, mm-hmm. um, all of that was cool. All of that was cool. But when I tell you that since the Marbury All-Star game, when Marbury was, went off, mm-hmm. this has this was the best All-Star game since then. Um, okay. Anytime okay. you're talking about a fourth quarter where Bama's is taking charges, and and they having uh 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 jump balls because Bamas is Yeah, niggas do on the court and niggas arguing. with the referees. Yeah, this has I mean the level of play the level of play that was being exhibited in that fourth quarter, they got something right. With this whole uh, you know, tw- the first and twenty four in the fourth quarter wins. Yep. They got something right, right there, man. They got something right. And on um on the uh, on the side note, um, we n- we're not gonna have to worry about two hundred point games anymore. <laughs> and just and, and, <laughs> another, they
1: can- and, and another side note, in the fourth quarter, there is no uh, game clock. There's
0: no I yeah. Guess, there's no yeah. There's they no they play. go to twenty four.
1: That's what I'm yep. saying.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah, they're going to do they, they first to twenty four wins. Yep. Um. Yep. So we there. So you know, it's funny because in prior years we talked about how um. They want this game to get to to the two hundreds. Um, they have successfully they have successfully made this a pickup game. That fourth quarter looked like a pickup game with yeah. the best players in the world. Um, they got to keep this. They got to keep. They got to keep players um, motivated to play in that fourth quarter, man. Because this was the best All Star game since Marbury in two thousand and one. I want to say.
1: And you know how else you could tell that this was one of the better All-Star games since then? When I look at all the photos, and I looked at some stuff online, but there was a shot... Did
0: you see that fourth quarter?
1: I missed maybe about 75% of the fourth quarter. But okay. just, to, just to kind of you know give you a glimpse of what I saw on social media, there was a shot of LeBron, and I forget who was guarding him, but... When you look beyond the court and the fans and the stands, everybody is, like, on their feet looking and just kind of watching, like, yo, like, this is some real, like, this is a real game. Like, this is, like, this is, like, street ball, you know, West 4th, Rucker Park, this is some real, you know, street ball type stuff going on right here. And for me, I was like, yo, the NBA got something right this time. This deal yeah. with the twenty-four um, points, you know, to win the game, and the fact that the game ended on a free throw, and I know I have, I know a lot of people have a problem with that, but
0: I don't.
1: Know, so be it. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't have an issue with
0: it. I don't. I mean,
1: it is what it is. I mean, we've seen many of uh, regular season games, you know, end on a free throw, not so much end like that, obviously, like, not
0: in that fashion, not in that yeah. fashion,
1: but we've seen. Free throws taking to take a lead, and then that's it. The other team can't score because of a, a time. turnover or you know time running out.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't have I didn't have a problem with the free throw, um, with that whole free throw thing. But like uh, that game, I mean, watching Greek Freak and you know one on one on one with LeBron on 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 uh on the baseline, and you know. He body he tried to body up Greek Freak and Greek Freak still got the block even though he put the body on him man. Yeah. Uh, you know Cal Lowry trying to get the charge missing it once and coming back and getting the charge again like like they was playing like it was a NBA like it was a regular season game and it wasn't an exhibition in that fourth quarter man and um you know I I get I you know hopefully no nobody gets injured if they continue this because that's what's going to get them to chill again. But um but man, I, I tell you, I enjoyed this uh this all-star game. And and really, and really for the most part, this all-star weekend. And I, I um I didn't watch the skills challenge or the three point contest, but the dunk the dunk contest and the game mm-hmm. was enough for me, man. It was it was enough for me. And what I see and, and what parts I did see of the um the uh USA versus the world game, right. like it was enough for me. This was this was a successful. Uh, a highly successful All Star weekend as a whole, and um, like I said, just based on how good that game was, mm-hmm. I can't th- I can't really think of a better weekend in a whole um, because I-, I just simply don't remember 2001. But um,
1: now 2001,
0: the, that was in DC, right? Um, I don't wasn't in I don't remember if it was in DC or now. I just remember what this is was St- Stephon Marbury. Okay. Uh, was coming back, you know, just going down, throwing threes in the fourth quarter. Um, I and the East went, The East ended up winning the game. I don't remember if it was in the uh, if it was in D in DC or not.
1: Okay, okay, because I I remember it came to DC around that time. I'm not sure if it was 2001 or 02. I, I yeah, I'm not exactly sure the year. I just know it was around that um time frame. But, yeah, man, I was pleased with uh, what I saw from the All-Star Weekend and the way the NBA um, handled it. They
0: got this right. They And I, and I, and I don't even want to say they got one thing right because they, they've been getting things right for a while now. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, So, but but definitely kudos to the NBA, David Stern, everybody involved. Every Kobe tribute, I was okay with every, you know, Kobe tribute. Common, Jennifer Hudson, I, I was okay with everything that happened. Magic Johnson. Um, I was okay with everything that happened, and and you know respect to him. Um, I kind of you know I I I don't I not I, I don't want to say I had a problem with uh, Kawhi Leonard winning the Kobe Bryant uh, Kobe Bryant MVP award. Um, but uh, it was nice that he got it. You know, um, yeah. I, I I think I would I, I think I was leaning more towards um Anthony Davis just because of his late night. I mean late night his late Quarter, um, yeah, it's his city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think I would have liked Anthony Davis, but I ain't mad at Kawhi Leonard. Um, right, right. You know, it, it, it was just a good, it was a good weekend for the NBA. Um, even in Kodak, Chicago, it was a it was a great freaking weekend for the NBA, and they uh, deserve to be I, 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 I don't care about that. I, I, I well, about I only say it. that I only say that because that if the cold affects how. The parties go It affects how people move in Chicago. Like I, I know a few people who went to All Star Weekend, and mm-hmm. watching them uh, wear short skirts and sh- and that cold weather, it looks stupid to me. It, it, you can't really uh, let it go the way you want to when the weather's warm. That's on. That's that's that was my only. Oh, okay. You know, crazy, okay. you, know. you know, I, you
1: know, I, you know, I'm. We're big Stephen A. fans. You know, we, we you know, we, we rock with the guy, but sometimes when whenever it has something to do with him going to a cold weather city, I always gotta hear about man, it's too damn cold. Like, you know, I'm like we don't like it? the cold,
0: man. It's, it's, and that does mean if because I, I, you gotta I understand get it. I, I, I get it's it. a party I, weekend.
1: I, no, I, I I get it. I, I get it a hundred percent and I get that Chicago cold is a totally different cold from like let's say New York City cold. I I, I totally get that hundred percent. But uh, me as a fan, I I I guess it's just me. I I, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want. Well, hear it cause, I cause would, yeah, at the I end would, of the would, day, I would, at the end of the day, the clubs are gonna get their money. They you know they're gonna get you know their crowds coming in. The parties are gonna be popping. You know, at the
0: end of the I would day, it's going to go down like that. I would implore you before you before I would implore you. And obviously I haven't been there either, but I would implore you one day, you know, when this podcast sets off and we get to cover an all-star weekend, I yep. would implore you to try going out in cold of Chicago and cold to Chicago because you have to go out and be out in the scene. I would implore you to go out in Chicago and then go out in Miami and have the same opinion.
1: Well, my, well, my whole thing is is whatever whatever city the festivities are in, just deal with it. That I guess that's my attitude towards it. If I gotta if I gotta rock a mink coat and you know some Timberland boots with like three pairs of Long Johns, then I gotta do what I gotta do. You know. But I'm then saying? you're
0: gonna go in the club and sweat. You know,
1: hey, it it is what it is.
0: Bro. Nah, you don't want to be that nigga in the club sweating, bro. I'm I'm just. <laughs> you don't want to be that nigga. My, my, no, my I my, hear. Well, my point, well, my point I is, hear what you're saying. I hear what you're I'm saying. You just sound like somebody who hasn't been there. Well, I, I hear I what you're saying. No,
1: I haven't been there, but I've, I've also. Been, I mean, you know, I've, I've been to Buffalo a few times. Buffalo is a different kind of cold than um, New York City, and both of those places are in the same damn state. Right,
0: um, but you do. But you do understand what it looks like. At that level, uh, at that level of notoriety, to be the nigga sweating in the club because you got on three sweat, three pairs of long johns.
1: Well, if you if you're talking about being in
0: the that, club, sweat. That's emphatically what I'm talking. That's that's all that I'm talking about. You sure, in the, okay. uh, NBA All Star Weekend, you sure. have to be out and about in order to grasp the whole experience. Sure. sure. Um, I, you would much rather I'm, do that in the warm.
1: And I know I'm exaggerating on three layers of long johns. I know I'm exaggerating about that. But my whole point is, is that if I'm one of those media guys and I got to go to Chicago to cover an All Star game, knowing that this party's popping off and other things going on, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna be, you know, prepared for it. I might complain a little bit, but I'm, I'm gonna be prepared for it.
0: But the weather does affect the weekend. I mean, it doesn't change your experience. It doesn't per se change it drastically, but it definitely is an important component. To how you enjoy All Star Weekend.
1: Okay, well, I'll, I'll just have to one day maybe
0: take. I'm only idea. taking that, and I'm only taking that from. I'm only taking that opinion from people who I know have been to All Star Weekend <laughs> in the cold and in the uh, warm. I was, I was, I was
1: gonna say to All Star Weekend in one of
0: the in the cold for the city. and when it was hot.
1: Right. No, I I, I get it because Miami totally different ball game. LA, totally different ball game. I mean, hell, if it if it was in Phoenix, totally different ball game. And we don't consider Phoenix to be a, a party city, but because the weather is so nice year round, people you know go about it very differently. They prepare. And for then it.
0: maybe the parties won't be as popping in Phoenix as it is. in and because the clubs, I would assume, just based on the notoriety of Chicago versus Phoenix, the parties might be better in the clubs at Chicago. But the weather is better in Phoenix. So it's always going to be something to criticize. I'm not making, you know, it just is what it is. I think the only thing I've heard about it is that Chicago is cold. So then nobody, you know, people go out because that's what they came to do. But then nobody really want to be out in the cold if they could be out in the warm.
1: And, and and I guess just as a fan, I guess as a fan for me, I guess I don't care as much because... Well, you're, you're talking about
0: being a fan of the basketball experiences, though, and not the entire All-Star experience.
1: Well, not just that. I'm just speaking from the standpoint that um, I've never been to Chicago before. I've never been to a lot of places in the Midwest, you know, on the West Coast. I, I've never been to a lot of these places, so... When I, when I hear people on television um, complain about certain things about a particular city, it's like, all right, you know, if, if you don't want to go, hell, give me your damn ticket. I'll go, because I ain't never been uh, before. And if I, oh, and so if I don't takes. like it, and if I don't like the experience, then I won't go again. That That's just kind of how I look at
0: it. Yeah, I hear you.
1: So, um, just want to shout out Shelly B in the chat room. Uh, What's happening? appreciate you so um big snoop Dogg man um he apologized last week to gail king in a instagram video and basically just said hey look um you know i had a conversation with my mother and she said look uh i raised you better than that and you were wrong so you know we came out and said hey look um you know I apologize for calling her the things that I called her in the previous video, um, but at the end of the day, she still was out of pocket for bringing up Kobe Bryant and the sexual assault case. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I, so I, I guess there's um, from what I've seen on social media anyway. There's people that are saying that um, Snoop was forced to do this by someone other than his mother. Um, there's people that claim that because he's got the TV show with Martha Stewart that um, women groups have come forward and said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we gotta put some pressure on this guy. Um, what he did in the video to her was, you know, what he what he said, what he called Gail King in the video um, was unacceptable. Um, right. Snoop's gotta do, Snoop has got to address that. So... Um, so I'll, I'll, i hear from you, man. Um, how, what do you, what did you think about the apology?
0: Um, I think it was forced. Um, mm-hmm. again, um, because I, you know, and obviously I don't know Snoop personally, but in, in my mind, I know Snoop personally and, um, Snoop strikes me as a type of dude that he going to say what he feels. And bitch is a word that's in his vocabulary. Yep. Um so so he meant what he said, not necessarily because he thinks she a bad person, but when you respond or when you do something that um resembles that of a bitch, mm. that's what I'ma call it. That's what I'ma call that situation, and not necessarily her as a person. I don't think he, you know, he dislikes her. I don't think he dislikes her when he said it. I think he was angry, and when you angry at somebody's actions when you're acting like that yep. then that's the verbiage you get yep. um, with that being said um, he's, he made it clear in his second video you know I don't mean no harm towards Gail King but she did some foul shit and I was angry so I'm going to say I, I'm going to respond to her as if I was angry because that's what I am and that's what the language Um, right. to uh, and and I'm going to do it unapologetically, but here's the, here's the thing. Um, I say a lot of things that I, um, I say a lot of shit. Um, and just so you know, I don't, I don't implore my mother to watch my podcast. You know why? Because I know I'm going to say some shit that she's not going to like. So I don't even, I I say, mom, she asked me one day, I said, don't listen to it. Cause I'm going to say some shit you don't like. Right. So um, if you don't want to hear me say these things, um, then you should not watch um, or listen or how you know however she decides to uh, take the the podcast. Yep. Um, I I just tell her I don't do it um, because I can't. That's how I feel. But I can't. But if my mother for some reason didn't like what I said on the podcast and told me, um, "Hey, I don't like what you said." Yep. I would have, you know, that's my mother. Right, That's my mother. I would have to at least consider, take strong consideration and more times than that, if my mother said, hey, I don't like what you said about um, I don't know, uh, Mason Rudolph and you, oh Miles Garrett, I don't like what you said about Miles Garrett and you should apologize for what you said or at least uh, make your stance clearer, I would at least make an attempt to do that because I respect my mother. Right. So um, I don't have any beef with snoop apologizing um i do think that there were other people other factions and other uh woman organizations that were putting pressure on them as well but at the end of the day mom duke said hey you out of pocket just like he called her called gail king to be out of pocket mm-hmm. mom you know, duke-
1: a, you know what a good example of this is this you
0: got to respect mom duke's opinion Oh, Maestro. I apologize because you respect your mother more than any of the boys Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, Maestro. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. You was kind of coming in and out for a second there, but I was just going to say that I think a good example of what you just talked about was I remember when, I remember when Steph Curry dropped a three on somebody and the nigga was cussing on the court, right? And then the next day. Um, the nigga came out in the media and was like, um, you know, Mama Sonia, or, you know, in his case, his mother, uh, was like, um, you know, I read what you said on the court after that shot. I don't like that. And, you know, he, you know, we apologized for, you know, saying the things that he said after that shot on the court. So, that concept of, um, if your mama tells you she don't like something and you gotta do something to address it or or fix it, basically, then you, you you just gotta, you know, bow down to Mama and just say, right, I, "I I was totally in the wrong, I, I, I gotta fix this, I gotta do what I gotta do. So, uh, in the case of Snoop, right, I, I commend him for doing that. Um, I didn't feel like he necessarily had to apologize, and I'll, I'll go back to what I said last week about um, his initial video, is that Snoop Dogg is a lifelong fan of the L.A. Lakers. So he has personal relationships with Kobe Bryant and other players, um, but in particular, Kobe Bryant. And once he lost his man in that accident, uh, Snoop Dogg felt a certain type of way, like I would imagine most fans of the team felt like. Um, and Like we felt. Like we felt about it, right. And I'm sure for Snoop, it hit a little harder because he's had interactions with this guy and most likely and with
0: her for that matter and
1: and 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 most likely um business um connections so you have that as well so when he initially called gail king a bitch i was like oh okay snoop's telling her how he feels um i'm gonna take into account that snoop is emotional about Kobe because we just lost Kobe and you know and again like everybody he, he's he's emotional about it so um, I didn't feel like he had to apologize but I don't have a problem with him coming out and um, doing the second video to kind of clear up hey you know I didn't, you know, didn't want to call her all the things that I called her but I still want to make my stance that Um, Gail King was still out of line for bringing up Kobe in a sexual assault case. Um, but kind of getting to the, the reasons why I think he had to come out and address it again is because I think when the threats started getting to Gail King and, you know, Oprah came out on TV and was crying because Gail King was, you know, getting death threats, um, on social media and other platforms, um, I I partially think that Snoop felt a little um responsible for that, and 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 I think yeah. the people that advised him on apologizing felt the same way. So I, I I think you have that angle, you know, to play a part.
0: Well, let's, let's be clear way. in the second video that he didn't apologize.
1: Well, I think he, I well he apologized for calling her a bitch.
0: He no, didn't he didn't. Apologize. Huh? No, he didn't. Yeah,
1: he did. And
0: in the third video, he apologized. In the second video, he said, Um, I don't promote no violence. In the second video, he said the third video is him apologizing. The second video that he can't he came out with was was that Sun Saturday or Sunday, I wanna say, where he said, Um, I, I don't I don't Snoop Dogg, I don't promote no violence. And with that being said, what the fuck do I look like wishing harm on a 70 year old woman?
1: Yeah, that's the video the I
0: third, started. Yeah, the third video, which okay. came out like okay. last week, was him saying, I apologize to Gail King. And he ended it with, Have a nice day. And our reaction, um, I, I don't remember when we spoke about this. I thought we spoke about it last week on the podcast but um we him had said have a nice day and i was like well that seemed like oh we spoke about it on instagram that seemed yeah. like a forced a forced um a forced apology because who ends their apology with have a nice day um
1: so, okay so i that's yeah, the th- video, so the
0: one you posted was the third video
1: that was the third okay so I'm, i i must have missed the video in between that
0: yeah Okay, you missed so, the video yeah. where he said, "What the what the fuck do I look like wishing harm on a seventy year old woman?"
1: Okay, so well, wait a minute. I I well, the video I posted, I thought that's what he said in that one.
0: Okay, well if that's the case, then you missed the third video where he apologized. Huh?
1: Okay. I, I, but you I'm,
0: missed I'm the video one one way or the other. You missed the video. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to kind of look at all three of these videos like in full once again back to back then because. I, I could have swore that he um, made it clear that he apologized for calling her a bitch, but not necessarily apologizing for at least addressing her and letting her know that, hey, what you did in that video with Lisa Leslie was uncalled for.
0: Yeah, no, he yeah, he, def, um, he definitely didn't apologize in that second video. The third video that he apologized, um, I remember being a blue background in that second video. Uh, and, and just and just for sake of clarity, the first video is when he went on her, correct? Yes. That's what we deemed... The second correct. video is the one that I'm speaking about when he said, what do I look like wishing harm on a uh, 70-year-old woman? Okay. And then the third video is him actually apologizing, saying, um, look, I apologize, I shouldn't have approached you like that, but I was upset. And he ended it with have a nice day.
1: Okay. Yeah, for some reason, when you said the have a nice day part, I thought that was in the... End of the second video where he said, "What do I look like calling a seventy-year-old person um, a bitch?" I I, I mm. thought all that was combined in that one video, so I, I, okay. I have to Go, I have to go back and look at that catalog of videos just to kind of you know, you know, if I gotta correct myself, then I'll, I'll, I'll do that. But I definitely gotta look
0: at those. I mean, videos. not I necessarily. That. I mean, not necessarily really. <laughs>
1: Well, if I miss one, then I, I, I gotta, you know, I gotta confirm to myself that hey, at least I saw
0: it. Well, sure. I'm not saying don't don't prove you right or wrong. I'm just saying you ain't gotta correct it. You ain't gotta come on the air and be like I was wrong. I mean, you not indicting nobody in in your error. Oh, sure,
1: sure. That's all right.
0: Yep. Um. What, what else you got? Um. I ain't got nothing else, man. I...
1: <laughs> oh, you know what I want to address, man. Um, I, I did kind of put in the notes, and I and I, and I think every time I put something in these notes,
0: I'm missing it. I'm not I getting them. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh.
1: Okay. Cause I was getting the sense that I don't think he's like even seeing what I'm writing in these notes here. I'm not. Um, but it, it, here's the one thing I did want to address, and um, and 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 I'll be honest with you. Quite frankly, I should be addressing the Houston Astros situation, but I'm not going to go there because I'm not really prepared to do so. Um, this thing with John Beline right, the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Mm-hmm. He so, quit, right?
1: Uh, he's expected to quit at the end of the night. I I guess they and I, I I'm I'm thinking they got a game, but I'm like they're still in their All Star break. They don't they don't mm-hmm. have games until Thursday. Right. So yeah, I, I saw a headline where the dude is gonna quit in the middle of the season basically. Mhm. Um so my initial reaction to that, right? Was I, I, I go back to two thousand seven in the NFL when a man named Bobby Petrino coached the Falcons that one year after you know, after the whole Vic thing, you know, fell down and everything. Um Bobby Petrino quit on the team in the middle of the season. But then I had to stop myself and say to myself, wait, Bobby Petrino not only quit on his team in the middle of the year, he left a notice in the locker room saying, hey, I can't can't deal with this the rest of the year. Um, It's time for me to go peace out. And didn't even address his players um, one by one by one. Right. Um in the case of John Beeline, and I guess he still has time to do that, but if I'm a player and I see that headline on the news or wherever, um I, I'm I'm not happy about that. And I don't know if he's addressed his players or not to this point, but if he didn't and players saw that, then I I, I if I'm a player I can't be happy about that.
0: You mean with, with, with Beeline? Yeah. Um look, I would love to say that I have a an opinion a a, a valid or a, a you know a great anecdote to that, but I mean, look. Um what was he in trouble what what was he apologizing for earlier this season? I forget what the story was.
1: So, in the locker room, he called the players thugs. Yeah. I want to I want to make sure I get the context right about that, but um, they
0: were playing like thugs.
1: Yes, yes, not necessarily calling them thugs one by
0: one. I mean, mean, they weren't playing good basketball, you know. Right, and and the Cavs and, suck.
1: They stink this
0: year. Yeah, I um, mean, what do there? I, I mean, I, I mean, if 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 your problem is is that he should have hung it up. I mean, he should have you know stuck it out to the end of the year. That's my. Problem. I, I mean, I I guess, but I mean did he was he about to be fired um obviously we don't know i'm not asking you to answer per se but uh was he about to be fired and he just left um did somebody do i mean did somebody do something to him where he felt like oh man um because here's the thing um he said he didn't say it but then he apologized for saying it or for them misconstruing what he said um do you think that players feel some kind of way afterwards, even after he apologized?
1: And I think that's possible. I think that incident is playing a role in why he's, you know,
0: leaving the team. So if there. that's the case, so if that's the case and he's officially lost the locker room, what's the hell? What's the point of him being there? Go, I mean, if, if
1: that's the case, then yes. If, if that's, that's the, the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so I you, mean, think you got a point there. Plus, yeah, if it's, if it's not the if it's not the case, and you still have somewhat of a, I mean, a respectability. I mean, you're, I mean, you're John Beeline, and I get you're more popular in the college ranks as a coach. Um, but and I get college and NBA is different in terms of coaching. You're coaching kids versus coaching adults and things like that. I get that, but. You gotta finish the
0: season, man. I don't but, think he has to. Uh,
1: I mean, considering again, knowing what I know, you, you finish the season, bro. I mean,
0: what do you? I mean, what do you know that you feel like he has to finish the season? I don't feel like he had to at all. I mean,
1: and again, this is con- this is considering that it has nothing to do with what he said about their play earlier in the. Game.
0: Right, I get that. If it had nothing to do with that, why does he have to finish the season?
1: If, if it had nothing to do with that. If he's gotta well, I, if the if the if the ownership fires him, then so be it. There's nothing, you know, you could do about that. I mean the team is bad, and if the ownership feels like they want to move another direction, then you know that that is what it is. But if the ownership is just sitting back and just letting the season play out and you're John B line and you're like you know what? I'm 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 just gonna have to call it quits. Like I like I haven't even heard any rumors about any health situations. Cause if it's health, I'll give him a pass. If it's health, what if you
0: feel like? What if you just feel like? Hey, I'm underqualified. I can't do this shit.
1: Um, I, nah, man. In my eyes, you got finish the season, man.
0: Even if you're underqualified,
1: that uh, you got the job right.
0: That don't mean you had underqualified. It just means you had a good job interview.
1: You, you you interviewed, you elected to interview. It's not like they forced the interview on you.
0: Maybe he thought he was qualified when he interviewed.
1: I mean, he, sh- he showed up, right?
0: Maybe he thought he was qualified when he showed up. Yeah, Maybe man. he realized him when this, because this, let's be clear, this team is trash. Yeah. This yeah. team is trash.
1: And he had to know that, right? He had to know what the situation
0: he was coming in against, right? Or he or he thought he could turn him into a better team and realize, oh, I can't do this. For whatever is happening in the inner workings of that team, mm-hmm. he might have realized, oh shit, I can't fix this. I somebody to come in here and fix this because it ain't finna be me.
1: Yeah.
0: Why waste why waste the rest of my season stressed out trying to do some shit that I know I ain't finna do?
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know, fam. I I think we just kind of see a little different on this one again. No, I
0: it, I don't see it anyway. I don't see. I, I, let's be clear. I don't have an opinion. I don't like this that that story. I truly don't give a fuck about. I'm just I'm just talk, I'm you know obviously we we got to provide content. You're talking about it. Yeah. He might he might have just felt like like I mean it's a very. I think if you're asking me to give an opinion, mm-hmm. I think. I think he lost the locker room. I think he lost the locker room with that shit. That with that the whole, playing with the whole like thug comment, shit. Right? I don't. I, and 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 for him to even say that makes me wonder if he ever had the locker room to begin with. It's possible.
1: It it it's So I mean,
0: impossible. I mean, I mean for for him. I mean, if I'm to define thug by definition, I would imagine thug has something to do with being undisciplined in your basketball play. And if you can't get your players to play disciplined basketball. You don't have your locker room anyway. It'd be one thing if they're playing discipline it'd be one thing if they playing discipline basketball but they just sucking because the other teams are just superior to them. But if you can't even get them to go out and play a you know, a fundamental basketball game with a you know, with the game plan intact, um you don't have your locker room.
1: Yeah, and and Tristan Thompson was on a couple episodes of Shaq and the Fool the other week, so so yeah, I, I, I totally uh, I mean I, I, I see your point with that's concerned. I'm just saying given if those situations aren't what they are, if they, or if those situations have nothing to do with him leaving, if he's just quitting just to, just to quit, then I'm like, damn, like can you finish the season at least if, you, if you're gonna quit like
0: I mean I, I hear you and and that would be a respectable thing. Um, and that is a respectable thing, um, but if you done, you done. It's just like, damn, I'm, I'm done. People do quit at some point. I don't think. I don't think he owes them. I mean, obviously contractually he owes them, but maybe not if he just got out of the contract. I would say,
1: maybe not. I mean, yeah. I, would, I wouldn't consider the Cavs to be the smartest front office out there. Um,
0: but yeah, I I think when you done, you done. It ain't ain't nothing wrong with knowing that you're done. It's possible especially in this situation
1: it's, yeah it's, it's possible um, and, and quite frankly I don't care what his next stop is I just want I just want to be clear about
0: that oh, I, I didn't I, I didn't, I, I didn't care that this was his stop I didn't care that this was his stop when he got the job so uh,
1: well I, I, didn't, I didn't care either that yeah. he got the job um, but now that this has become a story it's like like you gonna quit in the middle of the year like and not really you know really give like an explanation on, you know, what's really like going on. Like if, and again, if it's health, I'll give you a pass. Well
0: then, I, I would wait to. The, well then, I would wait for. You don't think he's gonna do a conference or nothing?
1: I think he's gonna do a press conference.
0: All right, I so I would should. just wait for that. Then I would. I wouldn't draw. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, draw any inferences until he uh, at least his, pre- his his conference, if he's doing one.
1: That that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And shout out to BS3 Sports Radio in the building, in the chat room. Appreciate your support. What's up? Uh, just want to give a shout out to all the listeners, and uh, we appreciate everything. We appreciate the support of the podcast. Just a few things before we get up on out of here. Make sure y'all check us out on the website, barbershopsportstalkpodcast.com. Um, if you want to upload this episode, um, you can do so on the website. And also for future shows, if you want to get in the chat room, um, you can definitely do that during our live feed on the website. Also, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Um, again, as I said earlier in the show, we have a 10-minute video of us discussing the Slam Dunk Contest. So you guys, make sure y'all check that out. Also, you can check it out on IGTV and also our Instagram, at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Follow us on the Facebook page. Hit us up on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. And um, if you got any questions about the show, just hit us up at talk one at gmail.com. So, uh, Maestro, if you got nothing else, man, um, I'm going to just close this thing out. Yes, sir. uh, You know, he's Maestro Styles. I'm Trey Frazier. Appreciate the love. We'll catch you all next week, folks. Peace.
0: General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at gm.com.